Um, we, we can come off of a Sunday Easter message, sermon, event, excitement, and all that, and without even knowing it, uh, it's almost like a birthday. It's almost like an anniversary. It's almost like some event that we get excited about and we look forward to, and then once it's over, it's like it, something just dropped. Now, not, not, not everybody is that way, but some people are. And, and, so, and sometimes you can almost sense that tonight on a Wednesday night following. I mean, there was a good amount of people in the prayer room, but it was really quiet in there. It was really quiet in there. I mean, I don't like a quiet prayer room. Amen. I like it to, I like it to be a small little roar in there. I mean, not yelling, but so it was a little quiet in there. And I could just feel that it's like that after Sunday, after Easter Sunday, excitement is over. And, and so we have to realize, here's, here's, the, here's the title of the sermon. The tomb is still empty. The tomb is still empty. Jesus did not go back in the tomb. He doesn't come out for an appearance on Sunday, Easter Sunday. Amen. He, the tomb is still empty. And so we should be excited. Amen. I think this is a little bit hot. At least it seems like to me. No? Okay. We need to be excited. Can somebody say, I'm excited that Jesus is still alive, that the tomb is still empty, that he is not in that grave and death could not hold him and we've passed from death to life. Amen. That's where we're at. So, so as we get into this, be praying, be, be evangelizing. We have new Jesus cards with the new times out in the Welcome Center. I know I hate, and some people don't like this word, but I need you to do it. Throw away all your old Jesus cards. Okay? Throw them away. If you want to use them for putting your cups at the house as a cup holder or something, whatever, but don't pass them out to anybody because they have the old times on them. And we don't need people being confused. So throw those cards away. Don't be ghetto and go mark out the old times and mark on with a marker. Don't do that. Okay, we're trying to be in, have a spirit of excellence. And I appreciate you trying to save, but we want, we want people to see that we, we're, we're doing things right. Amen? So get some new Jesus cards. Begin to pass them out. And let's begin to believe that that Sunday morning is not going to flop and it's going to continue to grow. And 9 and 11 are going to continue to fill up and people are going to continue to get touched. Amen. Thank you for all your hard work. I was praying and thinking about after Easter. And I wanted to go in and begin to read. We're going to go Luke 24, if you would. And we're going to stay just there. We're not going to go anywhere else tonight. Just Luke chapter 24. And I began to think, I want to go see what, what the disciples did after the empty tomb. What was their spirit? What was their attitude? And you're going to be amazed in a second as I begin to read this about how I, what I just said about the after Easter experience and after the after resurrection experience that this, this spirit or, or attitude or whatever it is, funk or whatever you want to call it, can happen and it actually happened to the disciples. It happened to the disciples. And, and, and I want to ask you this as you're getting to Luke 24, and we're going to read several verses tonight, so just get ready to get your reading eyes on. But I want you to think about this. How many have ever doubted, had any doubt at all about your faith? You just doubted. There's wonder, doubt. Is this real? Could, did this happen? All the, all the questions. I want you to know tonight that you're in good company. The disciples doubted. So a lot of times we can doubt and, and, and wonder and, and ask the question, did this really happen or whatever these things. And I want you to know that it, it, it actually shocks me and surprises me when I read the Gospels and see that these men that walked physically with Jesus and saw all these miracles 
And, and I didn't get a chance to count how many, but it's a lot of times that as Jesus was walking that three years with his disciples, that he kept saying, I'm going to die. I'm going to be crucified and I'm going to rise again from the dead. And he kept telling them that over and over again. And he, he, he would say it constantly and consistently to where those disciples should have been thinking, man, when this happens, man, he's going to die. But after he dies, he's going to go in that tomb and then he's going to resurrect and it's going to be so exciting. But guess what? They did what a lot of us do. We, the, the, the resurrection happened and they went back Monday to their normal life and they forgot that the tomb was still empty. They forgot. The disciples, not just any old Christian, but the disciples. And so I want you, I want you to read this with me and I want to focus on a couple things because I don't want to just talk about the problem of forgetting that the tomb is empty. But I want us to understand that Jesus is looking, and what a great song choice tonight on the, on the worship. He's looking for that deeper walk. He's looking for a closer walk. What God wants us to get to a place, just so you know where I'm going, God wants us to get to a place in our relationship with him that we don't go up and down. Joe mentioned, yes, we have ups and downs. That thing, watch this, that, that life throws at us. Okay, we have the, so, so in the car, as he said at the offering, we, we hit a bump, we go up, we have a hill, we go down. Those are things that are in the car we, we can't control, but we can control what we do inside the car. And we have to get to a place where the ups and the downs of life, our faith doesn't go up and down with the life. Our, our emotions don't go up and down with life. I don't get super excited on Easter and then the Wednesday after, oh, it's over. I don't get super excited on Christmas and then later, oh, it's over. I get excited every single day because the Bible says this is the day that the Lord has made and I will rejoice and be glad in it. And I don't have to get emotional up and down on what day it is of the year. And a true believer is in fellowship and love with God every single day. And every day is Easter. Can I get an amen? amen. Let's pick up here. I'm going to go to 2413 in a second, but I want to go back just, I wasn't going to do this, but I was reading it again before I came out. Look at, let's start in, 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 in 9. And they, they returned, this is Matthew 24, after the resurrection. And they returned from the tomb and told, so they had seen Jesus and or seen the, heard, heard the angels and heard that he was risen. I, I quoted that on Sunday morning. They remembered his words and they returned from the tomb and told all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, the other woman with them who told these things to the apostles. And I want you to look at eleven with me. And I want you to, uh, this is crazy. Watch what eleven says. And their words seemed like idle tales. And they did not believe them. Isn't that crazy? They are listening to this testimony that Jesus has risen, and they've been hearing it for three years, and then they, they didn't just say, well, could it be? They said, these are idle tales. That's a bunch of baloney. That's, come on, man. That's the attitude they had. I'm, and I'm not talking about people who were just common people who just happened to hear about it. I'm talking about his own disciples that walked with him for three years. Literally saw him raise Lazarus from the dead. Literally saw him bl open blind eyes. All these things. And they, 
Are you all with me? They didn't just say, oh, I don't know, mate, could it be? They said, that's idle words. That's idle tales. That's, that's, that's made up. Man, that kind of increases my faith. I feel like I have more faith than the disciples. Amen. Now, we have the written book. I understand that, and that's the contrast. Then it goes on to say, but Peter arose and ran to the tomb. Now, let's pick up in verse 13. This is a different story, same, same area. But it says, now behold, two of them were traveling that same day to a village called Emmaus, which was seven miles from Jerusalem. And they talked together of all these things which had happened. And so it was while they conversed and reasoned that Jesus himself drew near and went with them. Now stop with me for a second. This is, this is pretty neat. These two men had heard about what had happened and they're talking about it. And what's interesting is they're not the disciples and at least they're talking about it. The other disciples were caught by surprise. Sometimes, sometimes we can be so close to what's going on that we miss out. We can be so caught up in the daily routine that we can miss out on what God's doing in our lives. It's very dangerous, that part. We have to make sure that we stay fresh. So like last week on a Sunday, we're working, we're serving, we're, we're trying to make this be an impact on other people. That's great, but i got to make sure that my relationship is strong with the Lord, and that's where I'm going with this, that it's personal. So they're talking, and then all of a sudden, as they're talking and walking along, Jesus shows up. we got to live our lives as if Jesus is walking with us all the time. Okay, y'all with me? He's there all the time, because he is. He's with us all the time. And we have to make sure that we're keeping our lives pure and, and, we're, and we're walking in a way that's, that's pleasing to the Lord because he's right there. And, and, and we don't know when he's going to show up and ask us a question. So it says he drew himself near. And watch this. But their eyes, verse 16, were restrained so that they did not know him. That's what we've got to fight against is that we don't go through the motions and not know Jesus. God wants us to know him. Verse 17, he said to them, what kind of conversation is this that you have with one another? And look at this. And he says, as you walk and are sad. He's feeling the same way. He's saying, hey, I'm not in the tomb. Why are you sad? Because he's listening to them tell that story. And as they're telling the story, he notices that they're not excited about it, which means that they don't really believe it. Church, we're not ever going to be able to reach anybody in our lives. And I say this all the time, if we don't believe what we preach. If we don't believe it ourselves, I can't say that enough. You can't sell a product, and I'm only using that as an example. You can't sell a product you don't believe in. No one's going to buy it if you don't believe it in yourself. I, I think about, for example, uh, as, a, as an athlete and watching sports and stuff, I see these commercials sometimes. I was watching this really neat, matter of fact, commercial the other day about this baseball player named, named Aaron Judge. He plays for the New York Yankees. He's huge, 6'7", dude, hits a lot of home runs. He says he's a believer, so that's always exciting for me. I don't know his life, but he says he's a believer, and it's this pizza commercial. And it's really cute. I don't know if anybody's seen it, but he's, he's in a pizza parlor in New York City. And uh, the, it's, you know, hey, um, the pea, how's the pizza? The guy's asking him. It's right, it's right there. You know those little small ones where the guy that makes the pizza is right there? And, and he's, he's a big dude, right? So my dad used to say, don't ever eat from a chef that's skinny. 
It means they're not eating their own food, amen? So he's a big old dude, and he's, he's flipping the pizzas, and he gets a phone call, and Aaron Judge is over at the table eating the pizza, you know, New York style, and drinking a Pepsi. And so the guy says, hey, Aaron, my mama's on the phone, and we, she wants to talk to you. Oh, yeah, pass the phone over. And so starts talking to him, and 60 home runs? Okay, yeah, I can, yeah, 70 home runs. So he has this conversation, and then at the end she says, I love you. And he's like, I love you too. And he hands the thing back, and he continues to drink the Pepsi. My point about that is, is I don't really believe probably Aaron Judge drinks Pepsi. I, I don't know. I'm just making a statement, okay, that a lot of times these athletes are selling a product, and you wonder, have you ever watched somebody do an advertisement for something, and you wonder, do they really drink that? Y'all here? Do they really drink Pepsi? Because, I mean, a lot of athletes I know don't drink sodas. Okay, so it's just funny. So how believable is that? Great commercial. Now, they're going to win because the commercial was great. I watched it like three times. I thought it was super cute, super neat with Aaron Judge and the mom, and I love you and all that. And I kind of like the way this guy plays baseball. So I liked it, but I'm thinking this dude ain't drinking Pepsi. Right? And so... The thing is, I'm trying to say, is you, you can't try to sell Jesus if you don't believe in him yourself. We want to have fruit in our lives. We want people to want what we have. We want people to know the Lord. But if I don't believe it myself, how are they ever going to want what I have? And here Jesus is, in a loving way, rebuking these men and saying, You're, I hear you talking about this man who came back from the dead, but why are you sad? Why are you sad? I was talking to Pastor Dylan this morning, and we were just going over what he was going to preach on, and we are talking about some different things, and I just said to him, you know, I'm going to talk about the tomb, tomb, tomb still being empty, and I said, listen to this statement. If the tomb's still empty, then why are you? We shouldn't be empty. If, if the tomb is empty, I should be full. I can't walk around as a believer and be empty if Jesus Christ lives in me. Amen. I need to start walking around like I'm a child of the Son of God. Amen. Like I'm a child of the King that I am. I understand that we have problems. I understand we go through things. I understand we battle things. But we are going to win. I don't just want to remind you about Sunday morning's message title. It said, Undefeated undefeated. So we are still Wednesday after Easter, still undefeated. You might have lost a little battle. You might have had a little struggle. You might have got some bad news, but you're still undefeated because those things are below you and you are above those things. And then he says, verse 18, then the one whose name was Cleopas answered. This is so interesting. He says, are you the only stranger in Jerusalem? Have you not known the things which happened there in these days? And so he plays along and says, what things? And they said to him, you know, I stopped there again. I, I think this is a moment where Jesus sometimes is thinking, oh, oh, what are they going to say about me? What are they about to say about me? Like, wouldn't, it, wouldn't shouldn't we be conscious of that? When we're, when we're talking about the Lord to somebody, we got we to gotta talk to him like Jesus is right there. We've got to talk to him like we believe what we're saying. And so he's, what things? He's just, he just kind of interested in what their dialogue is and how they're going to portray it. What things? So they said, verse 19, the things, now what? This is important. Watch this. The things concerning Jesus 
of Nazareth, who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all the people. Let me give you a teaching moment. If you are a believer in Jesus Christ, he is not a prophet. He is the son of God. He is the savior of the world. He's the way, the truth, and the life. He's the only way to heaven. Come on. When you talk about the Lord, be specific. Don't be like, see, see that was a religious statement. Jesus of Na- See, they didn't really believe because if they really believed, and that's why I said, let's see Jesus saying, what's, what are they going to say about me right here? Am I going to be, I mean, think about how Jesus felt that. Am I going to be a prophet or am I going to be the savior? What am I going to be? What are they saying about me? What, 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 is, what is Blake saying about me? Who am I to Blake? Who am I to Juan? Who am I to Dwayne? Who am I to Myra? Who, who am I? That, that, we need to know who Jesus is to us. And he's not just a prophet because a lot of prophets have come along. He's not just, it says, a prophet who was mighty indeed and word before God and all the people. And, and so this is a belief that a lot of religions have. Jesus was a prophet. He was just a good man. He was just a man who, who did a lot of good things. That's, that's what they believe about Jesus. And this is, this is just a, a, a day or two after the resurrection where Jesus is no longer in that tomb and they're already doubting. They're already calling him a prophet instead of the son of God. Now let's read on. And now, and sorry, and how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and crucified him. So here's another teaching thing. We, we, we sometimes know all the story. We know all about it. We know how to quote it, but we don't believe it. Like, do we really believe it? They, they had it down. They had the story down. And so they're saying, but watch this. Verse 21. But we were hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel. Indeed, besides all this, today is the third day since these things have happened. And yes, certain women of our company who arrived at the tomb early, astonished us. And when they did not find his body, they came saying that they had also seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. And certain of those who were with us went to the tomb, watch this, and found it just as the women had said, but him they did not see. If you're going to a tomb to look for somebody who's risen from the dead, wouldn't it be wise to think that he might not be there? I mean, were they just expecting to just be standing there, you know, leaning up against it or what? They, what, what were they looking for? So, again, I'm, I'm pricking our minds tonight and our spirits to ask ourselves, because I'm telling you, we got to make sure we really, really, really believe this stuff. We really, really believe the word. We don't just talk it. We, we really know what we believe. And, and that's, the, that's our, our challenge as believers is that we continue to grow every day. But you can't grow if you don't read. You can't grow if you don't spend time with the Lord. You can't grow if you don't work on your walk with the Lord. Amen. You have to do those things to to build that relationship with the Lord. And so I'm just challenging us the few days after Easter that we don't fall into the trap that these disciples fell into. 
Because, man, if the disciples can fall into that, how much more can I 2,000 years removed? I mean, these, I, let's go look at what they're doing after Jesus rose from the dead. You'd think that they would be having the greatest party ever. You'd think they'd all be in one place. You know, think about this. Let's, let's put ourselves in that place. Let's, let's, let's say how we, we, man, we'd be like, hey, this Sunday at 9 o'clock, Jesus is going to come appear to us. He has risen from the dead, and we're going we're gonna to have a service, and we're going to have great praise and worship, and then we're just going to believe that when, we, when it time, time comes for the preacher to get up to the pulpit, Jesus is going to walk up there. And we would have this place packed out and waiting and expecting but they weren't doing that. They weren't waiting for Jesus to come. They went back to business as normal. They went back to their old ways, and they talked about it. Hey, man, what, that was amazing. Wasn't that crazy what happened? And blah, 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 and they're talking about it. But they didn't really, they were hoping. We were just hoping that this was going to be the one. What would, they have, what would their emotions have been if, they, if he'd have been in the tomb? I can't even imagine. He's not even there. The thing is empty. He's gone. An angel says he's risen, and they're still, well, we were just hoping. Uh, I don't, can you imagine? I guess they'd all, who knows what they'd have done if they'd found the body there. So you think about this sometimes. What, 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 let me put myself in this book. Let me see where I'm at in my walk with the Lord. Where were we at? Anybody remember the last verse? Huh? Starting into 25. Then he said to them, Oh, foolish ones, slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. And, and I was talking to someone this week. I ran into someone who came Sunday morning. And this, this woman was asking me questions. And she, she asked about how did, how did the Jews miss Jesus? And here you see the Bible saying that all the prophets have spoken. We, they had, they had the, we say we had the finished story. We have the New Testament. They had the Old Testament written. How many verses did I read to you on Sunday morning out of Psalms? Quoting what Jesus was going to do and how he was going to do it and what was going to happen. He says, you've had the prophets. Now we know that I told this woman the reason that, that they missed Jesus is because they were looking for a king. A king in the sense of somebody who was dressed like them, somebody who was staying at the Ritz-Carlton, somebody who was driving a limo around, somebody who had all kinds of influence, somebody who was, who was just, just amazing and crowned on his head already. And when he came down to the manger, which was prophesied, they missed him. They missed him because of that. So he says, you've had all these prophets speak to you. Now, verse 26, ought not the Christ to have suffered these things? And enter into his glory. And beginning at Moses, all the prophets, he expounded to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. So he goes over. Who knows how long that took? Hey, but he's, hey man, how, how cool would that be to have Jesus tell you the story? And he's telling them all the way from Moses and the prophets the things concerning himself. And as he's talking, now watch this. This is, this is going to be exciting for somebody. As he's talking, remember what John 1, 1 says. That 1, 1 says, he says, he says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And so everything we made was through God. And so Jesus is the Word. And as he's speaking the Word to these men, watch what happens in the next verse. Then they drew near to the village 
where they were going and indicated that he had gone farther. And when they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it's toward evening and the day is far spent, he went in to stay with them. So as he's beginning to stay with them and they're beginning to fellowship, watch what happens. Now it came to pass. As he sat at the table with them, he took bread, blessed and broke it and gave it to him. And look at 31. This is what we all need. Then the eyes, their eyes were opened and he, they knew him. Then their eyes were opened and they knew him. You know what our prayer needs to be for this whole world and for people that came Sunday morning and for us together here, all of us individually, is that our eyes would be opened and we would see Jesus as he is and who he is through his word and that we would know him. Know him. Some of you might say, I know him. I've been serving him for years. I, I, I'm not going off of what I knew yesterday. I'm going off of what Jesus is telling me today, teaching me today, showing me today. Amen. We have to have that, that desire to learn more every day, to get closer to God every day, to know him more every day. And, and you know what? I, I, I have no doubt that on Sunday morning there were people in this place who had never heard of the folded napkin. What a powerful thing to have been saved a long time and see something new in the scriptures. But you got to study this Bible to find those things. You got to pray for the Lord to give you insight. You got to say, God, show me something today. Wouldn't it be exciting to wake up tomorrow morning and instead of just reading that verse and just kind of flying through it, just saying, Lord, today as I read the word, show me something I've never seen before. Reveal something to me. Give me a revelation. Give me, a, give me an understanding I've never had before. Wouldn't that be awesome to just wake up with that desire every single day? Guess what? God will never fail you in that. If you ask, he will give you above, exceedingly above everything you ask. He'll give it to you more. But if you wake up with the desire, that's what has to happen. Now watch this. Their eyes were open and they knew him. Why did they know him? Why did they know him? Think about this. Did they just all of a sudden see him different? He was walking with them for miles. So it wasn't that they saw him different. It was that the word came alive in them. Because he was speaking the word concerning himself. Romans says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We have got to be men and women of the word. Amen. We're not going to change anybody in this world if we don't get into this word. Now you say, I'm here on a Wednesday night. Isn't that enough? That's awesome. That's super exciting and super important. But what are you going to do tomorrow? Are you going to read tomorrow or are you going to go between tonight and Sunday before you pick up the Bible again? We got to be in the Word. Because listen, Friday morning, God wants to speak something to you. Saturday afternoon, Jesus wants to speak something to you. He wants to speak to us on a daily basis. He wants to show us things. He wants to give us insight. He wants to reveal himself to us. And then verse 32 says, and, he, and they said to one another, watch this, this is what we need, did not our hearts burn within us while he talked with us on the road and while he opened the scriptures to us 
So they rose up that very hour and returned to Jerusalem and found the eleven and those who were gathered together and said, The Lord is risen indeed and has appeared to Simon. And they told about the things that had happened on the road and how he was known to them in the breaking of bread. Now look at the wording differently between verse 34 and verse 19. Here's the conversion experience. Here's the conversion experience. 19, let's go back and look at 19 again. I'm closing with this. What was the word about Jesus? He says what things? They said, the things concerning Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet, mighty indeed in words. See, they were talking about Jesus as a third-person person, as other people would talk about him. They gave him that full title. There was no relationship. It was just common knowledge. Jesus of Nazareth, the prophet, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. They didn't know him. Now look at 34. The Lord is risen. The Lord. That's what we got to pray for. That's what we got to pray for this week, especially on Easter week, the week after Easter. I'm going to preach on Sunday about what, what happens after Easter. What, 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 what do we do with the empty tomb? And, and I'm giving you a little bit of lead in tonight with this, but we've got to get to the place where now we say it's the Lord. It wasn't Jesus of Nazareth, the great prophet, the man who did mighty deeds. Now it's Lord, Master, Savior. There's a personal relationship there. See how when their eyes were open and the word was revealed to them, all of a sudden he changed from somebody that they knew about to somebody that they knew. They went from, I think it was in, and I'm closing with this last verse, they went from, from uh, uh, verse 21, hoping that it was he, he who was going to redeem Israel, to the Lord is risen. Are y'all still here? He went from hoping to knowing. We need to get past hoping and knowing. We need to know that Jesus is risen from the dead, not wonder and question and, and not be sure. Amen. And so then we also see in verse 17 that he says, what kind of conversation is this that you have with one another and walk and are sad? And then we see in verse 34, we can't see their emotions, but listen to what he says. The Lord is risen indeed and has appeared to Simon, and they went and told people about it. So they weren't talking about, well, this happened. They went and said, this has happened. We need to become people who say, this is what happened. This is what Jesus did in my life and we need to begin to share our testimony with people and not wonder what am I going to say what do you mean what are you going to say tell people what Jesus did for you has anybody been delivered of anything has anybody been set free of anything has anybody had their life changed tonight does anybody understand that that tomb is empty and Jesus is alive tell people this is what Jesus did for me because there's nothing like your testimony your testimony we can talk about the we all day long. And we need, as a church, we want unity and all that. But you need to tell people what Jesus did for you. You need to tell people. Because there are people that you, when you talk, they're going to listen because there's a relationship there. There's going to be people that will relate to your life, relate to the things you're going through, relate to the things you've been through. There's people who God's going to put on your path every single day. You just got to open your mouth and say, this is what the Lord has done, and he is risen. He is not in that tomb. He's alive. And if he's alive in me, he can be alive in you. And share that faith with people.
Amen? The tomb is still empty. What a great story. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for this story that shows reality. Shows that these disciples had real feelings, real emotions. They doubted. They were sad. They were hoping. Things we can have, emotions we can go through. But Jesus, you are alive. You are risen. You're on the throne. You're at the right hand interceding for us tonight, Jesus. Father, help me to never doubt. Help me not to be like those men who who talked about you in third person. Lord, let me live what I believe and believe what I'm living, Father. Lord, if that tomb is empty, how can I be empty? Because we said in Romans 8, 11 from Sunday, Lord, that that same spirit that rose Christ from the dead dwells in me. It'll quicken my mortal body. It'll quicken my mind. It'll quicken my spirit. It'll remove depression. It'll remove doubt. It'll remove fear. It'll remove inadequacy. It'll remove lack. It'll heal. It'll change. It'll transform, Father. Do it inside of us tonight. I don't know about anybody else, God, but I want that spirit of your your resurrection to burn in me. As they said, didn't our hearts burn as we were with them? Church, as your eyes are closed and heads are bowed, we need to be passionate about God. I'm not saying you have to be all emotional, just be passionate. In the way you are, your, your personality, be passionate. Be, be, be real about what you believe. Show that. Let it shine. Because no matter what we're going through, that tomb is still empty. It's still empty. It's going to be empty next year. It's going to be empty 10 years from now. It's going to be empty a million years from now. Jesus doesn't have to go back in that tomb again. He has risen. He has defeated death. He has defeated hell. He has defeated the grave. And he's alive. He's alive. So as they said, he is risen indeed. There was a seriousness. There was a belief in that. There was a conviction in that. And they went and told those things that had happened. And how he had made himself known to them. Father, I ask tonight that this challenge would be for us. That we would would understand if it can happen to the disciples. If it can happen to those that walked with you. It can happen to us. So, Lord, this is a, a good moment to just strengthen our walk with you. Just, just rededicate. Just, just say, Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm more excited about you today than I was the day I got saved. It's easy, church, to lose that first love. It's easy to, to just fade away. Don't let that happen. Don't let that excitement of Easter Sunday f- rub off and fall off. Keep it. Keep it tonight. And that's in relationship. That's in the word. That's in desire. As we stand to our feet tonight, we're going to sing a song in just a minute. But as you stand, just keep your eyes closed and your heads bowed. All over this place, maybe you don't know Jesus. We read in these scriptures that these men knew of him. They knew of him. They knew about him. They talked about him being that prophet of great deed. They knew he had done miracles, but they didn't know him. Let's not be a church of people who know about Jesus. Let's know him. Maybe tonight you say, you know what, you're talking to me. I don't know if I know him. He wants to know you. 
He wants you to know Him. He wants a deep, intimate relationship with you. He wants you to believe what you say you believe. He wants you to live like you, like you believe. Talk like you believe. Walk like you believe. Think like you believe. And that's, that's the challenge tonight for all of us. Not let a day go by where we get loose in our relationship, get soft, get, get to a place where we're stagnant. Because let me tell you something, when you get to that place, it can change fast. You can go downhill fast. You got to stay in love, stay in relationship. Maybe you're here and you don't know Jesus. You've never said the sinner's prayer. You've never admitted that you need a Savior. You've never said, Jesus, be Lord of my life. Come in to my life. They said that they believed in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That is where salvation is. If that's you, just put your hand up and put it right back down. I want to pray for you. Amen. God bless you. How many more? That's me. I believe. I know that if I passed into eternity tonight, I, I would not spend eternity with God because I have not put my faith in Jesus. Maybe you're here and, and you said that prayer at some point in your life. And this is why we say this, because these disciples backslid. These disciples, one, three days after he died, already had forgotten, already had doubted, already had gone from calling him Jesus the Christ to Jesus the prophet. We can't do that. We can't allow ourselves that maybe you've got to that place and tonight you need to rededicate and say, Lord, I have, I have allowed you to become a prophet in my life. I've allowed you to become just a religious person in my mind and tonight I want relationship again. If that's you, put your hand up and say, that's me. Amen. I want that relationship. Amen. God bless you. Amen. We're going to open the altars. It's Wednesday night. Let's spend a few minutes. And if you, if you raised your hand, we're going to just come down. We're going to say a prayer with you in just a moment. Amen. We're going to say a prayer of salvation. Come on down. Just come on out. If you're going to come pray, find a place. Let's begin to sing this song. Amen. That tomb is still empty tonight, church. Oh, what a name. Oh, thank you, Jesus. There's something. Yes, about that name. Hallelujah. Master, Savior, Jesus, like a fragrance. After Let's just talk to the Lord. Let's just make that relationship strong tonight. Let's just seek the Lord and let's just say to Him in our own words what He means to you tonight. Lord, you're not a prophet to me. You're a Savior. You're my Lord. You're my Master. 
You're my everything, Jesus. just a second I want you to think about this it's there's so many things in our relationships in our walk of life that relate to our relationship with God if you don't spend time with your spouse you just become roommates you'll just live under the same roof and call yourself a married couple but you don't have a relationship if you don't spend time with your kids, you'll just be called a parent. And you won't have a relationship. There, there's so many things in our life, if, and, and this is something that's dear to my heart because it's so important that we don't be, like I, I believe, unfortunately, so many people around the world are, which is people who claim to be Christians, but don't have a relationship with Jesus. It's easy to say you're a Christian. It's easy to carry a Bible. It's easy to come to church. But we got to make sure we have relationship. Real, real relationship. And if you have a real, real relationship, the things of this world, the, the things that shake you, the things that are bad, they're not going to shake your walk with the Lord. Don't, don't let that distance come in. This world has so much draw so much to offer, so much to pull on us. You gotta, you gotta have that thing where you say, no God, I'm getting, I'm getting with you. I got a busy day today, but I gotta get, I gotta get along with you. 
I gotta spend some time with you. I gotta work on this relationship with you. Just think about how that relates over to your relationships and your family, your marriage, and different things. If you don't make time, there'll never be time. Life will pull on you. And that's the challenge, church, that we be, we be the church, not just call ourselves the church. We be the church. And and nobody knows my walk. Nobody knows your walk, the real walk, but God. And that's always going to be a challenge for me to you and me to myself that we walk it. We walk it every day. We walk it every night. We walk it everywhere we go. We don't take, we don't time out and go do something. God is number one in our lives. And he's Lord. And you see that conversion experience right there. And every day, this is what, this is what sanctification is. Sanctification is every day drawing closer to God and every day pushing more away from the world, becoming less like the world and more like Jesus. That's sanctification. And it's a process that will go on until Jesus calls us home. If we could get 1% better every day, if we could draw 1% closer, maybe you're here and you say, man, this last few weeks or months, I've drawn 5% away. Well, get back. Get back to zero again. And say, Lord, from this day forward, I'm going to start to, I'm going to start to get, get, get on fire for you again. Those ups and downs are going to come, but it's how you handle them. It's how you handle them. The emotions. Some people look, they live their life looking forward to the next event. If there's not an event, they have nothing to look forward to. Birthdays, anniversaries, things, they can't, they can't make it just on the daily. We can't be like that. Because listen, as a believer, every day is an event. Every day could be our last day. We, we need to live that way. Today it could be the, my last day on this earth. I'm going to make a difference in somebody's life. We're too good at saying, well, I'll do it next week. I'll do it next year. I'll do it next month. We need, we need to live every day like it's our last. And make him Lord tonight. Amen. So as we sing this one more time, just make it personal. Just make it personal. That, that tomb is still empty tonight. Amen. Jesus. 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 There's something. There's just something about that name. not a prophet. He's Lord. He's refreshing tonight. The rain. Jesus. 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 Let all heaven and earth Listen to what this says. Kings and kingdoms will pass away. Kings and kingdoms. They'll all pass away. But there is something about that name. But there's something about that name. Kings and kingdoms will pass away. Kings. 
about that name but there's something about that name say this with me Lord Jesus tonight I rededicate myself it's only been a couple days since Easter but life is pulling on me things are pulling on me situations try to get me down you are on the throne and you are Lord and I confess that tonight forgive me of my sins I rededicate myself to you you're not a prophet you're not just a good man you are Lord and Master and Savior write my name in the Lamb's book of life in Jesus name Amen. Amen. Let's give him a praise tonight.